This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This John Wall thing, I wanted to I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny. I just I find it just entertaining and amusing because I don't know what happens with John Wall next. Uh, but <laughs> it was lightly entertained, I feel like, in in different pockets of the internet that John Wall wouldn't be a bad like player to trade for the Rockets to trade for, given their issues at point guard. But then, you know, he went on the the Opinton podcast and sort of set fire to any idea that he and the Rockets would reconcile. And I don't know, I, I guess a couple of things like wh- what do you what do you make of the irony of all of this or how all of this has played out with John Wall being traded back to the Rockets and waived? And do you think that had he not gone scorched earth on the organization in that podcast, that there might be a, a, a place for him on that team? I doubt it. I don't think that they they didn't have any interest in playing him last year. So I don't think right. that anything would have changed this year. Um, it, it, it is funny. They're in Miami tomorrow. I mean, they're in, uh, they flew to Miami today. So they're in Miami tomorrow. I wonder if he can just sit on the bench uh, for all time's sake. It, uh, whatever. I, I don't, I'm not sure what they're calling the, the Miami arena now. But yeah. It, I, bet, uh, I, bet he, I bet he falls through either way. I bet he's just there, just hanging, just chilling. I Shades like basketball. Yeah, so I I don't think I mean when when you saw Wall's name come down there, you're kind of hoping, hey, just keep him, just just see how just see how that works and, and see yes. the awkward. Obviously, uh, I don't think that was ever going to happen. Um, you feel for Wall because he hadn't played in 14 games. I mean, he's basically been shelled by the Clippers. So I, I think it was only a matter of time before that happened. And it sounded like he would have been bought out or he would have just been waived by them had they not traded him. But obviously, it was just about the contract. Um, We'll see what his future is, though, because, you know, obviously what happened here, they didn't really give him much of an opportunity last. They didn't give him an opportunity at all last year. And it felt like um, the Clippers might be his. That would be it. But I I don't know. You you look John Wall, Russell Westbrook, two guys who get traded at the deadline. And I I just don't know what their future, what the future holds for either one of them. It's, uh, you know, I, I remember when they got into the league. It makes you feel old because those two guys are now old and it kind of feels like they're on their way out. And you remember when they first got into the league and they were, they were just these, these marvels at, at that position. I mean, I, you've never seen you know, walls so fast when he, when he was at his peak and the same thing with Westbrook, just the athleticism, it blew you away. And now, I mean, it, it almost feels like it's over for both of them. Dude. I remember in 2010 covering is the first NCAA tournament game or, or, or anything NCAA tournament tournament related that I had covered and it was in New Orleans and the uh, Kentucky was playing it was that year that John Wall and the Marcus Cousins was there I think Eric Bledsoe was on that team yeah the first Calipari year and they played somebody like 
East Tennessee State or, you know, one of those teams in the first round or something like that. And I had been covering Sam Houston State all year, you know, a mid-major, you know, a respectable mid-major, had won the Southland Conference and earned their way to the to the NCAA tournament, got their teeth kicked in by by Baylor. But, you know, I'd covered them all year and, and, and you know, was doing great and everything. And then I get to <laughs> I get to this game in New Orleans and see John Wall. And, and mind you, I think I, I want to say they might have played Sam Houston might have played them earlier in the year at Rupp Arena, if not the year before. But either way, I see John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins in person. And I'm thinking those guys aren't in anybody's college or or like. Like they didn't look like kid, like anything close to kids, and I think they might have been a little bit older for freshmen anyway. But I just remember never feeling that way about college kids in my life, uh, seeing them in uh, real life and in person. And to go from that, you know, thinking, and then I, of course you remember him being drafted number one overall, and he does the Dougie all the way out through his uh the first time he's announced, and that was like just viewed as so like different and odd and immature. But now it's like you look back on it, and you're like. He's so old. He did the Dougie and like when it was cool, you know, Um, and so it's just it's just funny to see how how we all age and how time passes like that. But yeah, man, it's it's it it is an interesting one that that all of this would happen with John Wall and like with both of them. You mentioned him in Westbrook. The thing that stands out to me, I think, with both of them, I see if you agree with this. It feels like. It feels like neither of them is is good enough to swing a contender right now or to make a contender feel like, hey, that's the missing piece, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. But it also feels like because of their stature and they are just good enough to where they don't fit in as like the role player on a on a bad rebuilding team like the Rockets. Like there's a little bit too much pride and stature for that, for them to just be another guy on a on a bad team. But a good team doesn't really have a place for them. They they feel like kind of like men without a country right now in terms of the type of player that they are. Well, Westbrook for sure, because he hasn't really adjusted his game as he's gotten older. He tries, he, he still wants to be the same guy. Wall, I think, I, I think Wall could go and be like a third point guard on a team and you could bring him in in case of an emergency and be okay. But like you said, it's a matter of, does he want to do that? And when you have been at, at his level and been so good and been a multi-time all-star and, and been at the top of the sport, it, it's hard to do that. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to acknowledge that that's your role. And, and I don't, I don't know ultimately what his role could be moving forward. I, it's, it seems like he's healthy, which is obviously an important step. And maybe if he were to go to, to another team and, and get an opportunity, maybe he could help a team. I feel like wall could help a team. Uh, better than Westbrook could help a team at this point. But you, you brought it up. So I do have the box score, Sam Houston against Kentucky. Third year from uh, the third game from the 2009-2010 season, Sam Houston played them tough, 102-92 at Rupp. Um, yep. Uh, Corey Allman hit 11 threes. Is that right? Check Corey Allman's box score. I'm not I'm not looking at it. Did Corey yes. Allman hit 11 threes? Off the bench, off the bench. I'll, 37 I'll never forget it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I will never, ever, ever forget it, man. I, I covered that team. I know those guys really well. Rest in peace to Ashton Mitchell, the point guard there, no longer with us. Uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 I'll never forget that team and that, and that little run and introducing me basically my, my first uh, firsthand up close and personal experience with the NCAA tournament and running into John Wall. And, and I saw Jay Billis in person for the first time. Didn't realize, you know, cause Jay Billis's playing days were obviously predated me. So I knew he was tall, but I'm like, damn it. He's every bit of six, eight that he says he is, you know, uh, really, really kind of cool experience. Like, cause you, you know, you think of Jay Billis as more of a smart analytical type and maybe just forget, like, if you see this guy in person, you know, he's, he he is a a large human being, you know. Um, the first time, Adam, you'll appreciate this as a media person or just somebody in this business. The first time I was made to throw away my Coca Cola because it wasn't one of the brand sponsored brands for the tournament, and the only cups we could have out there was vitamin water. It was a very like adult moment, like introduction to the real world. Hey kid, we know you just went and got that soda from back there, but you got to drink it back there, you know. Or, or pour it in the vitamin water cup. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, introduction to the real world, man. Really cool time. So, uh, so yeah, man. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with John Wall. We'll see what happens with Russell Westbrook. I know since we're here, man, I don't know how much of the station you were able to listen to throughout, uh, throughout Thursday. I know you were on Wednesday within the loop. And of course, as you know, I'm on with them on, on Thursdays. But a couple of our hosts have thrown it out there about Russell Westbrook and how his demeanor, his overall personality and get down would benefit the Rockets if he were to be bought out by the Jazz, and we all believe that he will be. Now, none of I don't think that this is a even almost in play, but the the thing that I pushed back on was I don't I don't know that just because Russell Westbrook is like surly. And and very professional on top of that, but I don't know if if he can impart that upon this team in like twenty something games or thirty, however many games are left. Like I don't I don't know if it would have the impact that sort of what they were trying to to impress upon it. Like, hey, insert this veteran here, and he's gonna make Jalen Green want to be a hard ass or anything like that. No, that that's not that's not gonna work. And I, I do think. One of the things about Russell Westbrook is a great teammate. I think people who have played with him in the past will tell you he is the best teammate that they've ever had. I I had this conversation with Austin Rivers a few years ago because he heard like every, everyone says that Russell Westbrook is this great teammate and Austin's like, I didn't really believe it at first because you see how he is, you know, when you're his opponent, but yeah, it, it is true. He is a great teammate. He's not really this like great role model in terms of how you want to play the game. You know, he tends, he, he doesn't always, you know, he'll play hard at the offensive end of the floor. Defensively, he'll take plenty of possessions off. So I don't think that that's necessarily the guy that, that you want. Plus, he wants the ball a ton. He's going to freelance a lot. Um, He's not going to be all that effective at it. If you wanted a, a, a veteran he can't guy shoot. To, he can't shoot. Yeah. The Rockets are the, they're the second worst, if not the worst. I forget the number now, but they're among they the worst. Yeah. It, they can't shoot. Like, I know that they're not necessarily trying to win and that winning doesn't matter. And maybe even, you know, losing is more conducive to the overall cause. But 
you got a team that can't shoot, just traded away one of its best shooters, and you're going to bring in Russell Westbrook, somebody that's got to have the ball and can't shoot it? Like, they, when they had him and when he was good here three years ago, they had to trade Clint Capella because they couldn't have two guys on the team at the same time that couldn't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and you're going to bring him in. It's wild. Yeah, I think Pat Beverly would have, if you wanted, like, a vet to bring in, Pat Beverly would have been that guy.